This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org forward slash donate. Thank you for listening. All right, thank you very much. And hello again, radio friends. How in the world are you? Yes, that little greeting establishes the fact that this is indeed your good friend Bob Cook. And you and I are back together again looking at the Word of God, the inerrant, infallible, eternal Word of God, the Bible. May the Holy Spirit of God speak a precious word to your heart in these next few moments. We're looking at Ephesians chapter 4, and we're considering this idea of building up the body of Christ. How do you do it? The unity, the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God. Get people in touch with the presence and power and person of your Lord. Best way to do it is to pray with them. Then he says, unto a perfect man. Now, what is that? Does God expect you and me to be sinlessly perfect? No, that isn't what it is talking about. Unto a, a, a man, and it, you have Greek word teleon, which means uh, developed according to the divine purpose. Uh, you theological uh, students, one of the arguments for the existence of God is the teleological argument, the argument from design. So you're, what you're talking about here is you help people grow in the direction of God's grand design for their lives onto a person who is, who is developing according to God's blueprint, God's design. Onto a perfect means blueprinted designed life. How, uh, how thoroughly do you believe in the fact that God has a plan for your life? Some people, of course, feel that you shouldn't bother God with small details. And our Lord Jesus, of course, negated that argument by his own statement that the very hairs of your head are all numbered and God knows every little bird that falls to the ground. Uh, we live out in the woods here in the Pocono Mountains with the uh, bear and the deer. And, and so I sometimes laugh and say in the mafia, I guess they're here too. Just uh, yesterday, this you'll be hearing this a month after I say it, but just yesterday my daughter Marilyn, who lives about the distance of a city block uh, down the road from us, had a mother bear and two cubs in her backyard climbing onto her porch. <laughs> yeah, we're out in the woods, all right. And so I have opportunity to realize that what our Savior said is, uh, is quite true, that, that life and death goes on, and the small creatures, feathered creatures and otherwise, are subject to that. And so every now and again, you'll see a little dead bird, either in the road or somewhere. And you'll remember that Jesus said, not one of these little sparrows dies without your father knowing it. God is the God of infinite attention to detail. See, if, if God is infinite, that means there is no limit on any part of all of his abilities. He's omniscient, that means he knows everything. He's omnipresent, that means he's everywhere. And he's aware, then, 
of the smallest detail of your life. He has a, an individual plan and blueprint for your life. Now, there's the general overall design of becoming like the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Paul talks about this, the measure, the fullness of the stature of Christ. That's the overall design. Within that is the design for a Christ-like character, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Or those who are uh, uh, the, the poor in spirit and mourn over their sins and hunger for righteousness, the merciful, the peacemakers, the persecuted, and so on. A nature and a personality and a lifestyle that is like the Lord Jesus Christ. That's part of God's personal design for you. What about the details of your life, however? Uh, On this given day, does God have a plan for you that involves either doing the wash or going downtown or going to work or fixing the car or looking into the curriculum of your of one of your school children or whatever it may be? Does God's plan involve that? Well, uh, Psalm 37 says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Steps, that's pretty much of a detail, isn't it? Uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Yes, God is interested in small details. If he can assign a separate number to every hair follicle on your head. Jesus said that. He never had to take back any statement, never had to say, I'm sorry, I was mistaken. Jesus is perfect. He's God in the flesh, your Savior. And he said that God has assigned a separate number to every individual hair follicle on your head. If God is interested in that, To that extent, you can trust him to have a plan, an overall plan for your life. He said, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a desired end. Jeremiah 29 says that. See, you and I limit, I think, we limit the work of God in our lives by not letting him have complete control of the trivia, what we call trivial things. Many a person's destiny is made up of a decision that at the time did not seem important. I remember the person who was uh, apprehended at London Airport uh, to have a little puppy, tiny little dog in his uh, in the capacious jacket packet uh, pocket of the the jacket that he was wearing, and they found this little dog probably was whimpering or something, and and the flight attendant heard it. And so they said, Sir, you cannot take that dog with you. Uh, It has to be quarantined and this and that. He said, Well, if I can't have the dog with me, I'm not going on the plane. And he stalked off somewhat angrily. Well, that plane it developed was the one that went down at Shannon a few minutes later. And the people, I think with the exception of one person, all were were killed. Now, the decision he made to stalk off the plane because he was angry about his little pooch uh, actually saved his life, didn't it? You never know, really now, beloved, you never know when a small decision is going to have a tremendous result in your life. 
So that's why we need to pray our way through the day and trust God to direct our steps, every step, every phone call, every letter, every conversation, every journey, every decision, every purchase. All that you are, all that you do by interrelationship with other people needs to be placed by faith in his pierced hands so that he can run it. See, that is what we're talking about here, growing up into God's grand design for your life. A perfect man doesn't mean sinlessly perfect. In this case, it means uh, lining up with the design, lining up with the design that God has for you. Some people actually don't find out that design until later in life. Uh, I recall a man who used to greet me uh, warmly on Monday mornings, especially as I made my way to 8 o'clock Greek at uh, Wheaton College, where I was enrolled. Now, I had been preaching the day before. Generally, I had from three to seven services on a Sunday because uh, I would go from my own little church in Glen Ellen, Illinois, over to another group in West Chicago, Illinois, and I would have other kinds of activities. So I was tired. Every Monday I was dead tired and sometimes discouraged. Well, as I made my way up that uh, College Avenue uh, uh, street that uh, led into the campus of Wheaton College, very often I would meet this man, gaunt, tall, uh, muscular, tanned, wrinkled face. It was the face of a farmer. This was a man now of about 42 years of age. Where was he going? Why, he was going down to get the train into Chicago to attend seminary. He had enrolled in seminary. What's the background? He had farmed throughout the years up in Wisconsin constantly feeling in his heart the desire to preach the Word of God, never really able to manage it. Finally, one day, as he prayed, he decided what God wanted him to do. He put his farm up for sale, sold the farm, moved to Wheaton, bought a little house on one of the side streets there, and enrolled in seminary. And he would greet me as I made my tired and discouraged way in the morning's toward eight o'clock Greek. And he'd put that strong farmer arm around my shoulder and, and say, uh, just, I'm praying for you, Brother Bob. His, he had dentures and they never fit very well. So he always spoke through what you might call clenched teeth. He had to keep his jaw uh, shut in order to keep the, the dentures from falling out. And he'd say, you know, I'm praying for you, brother. Oh man, how that warmed my heart. That helped me make it on through the day. Now, he never discovered God's grand design for his life until he was in what we would call middle age. He did finish seminary. He went and built a church out in the suburbs of Chicago, which grew into a very large and effective church. I suppose by now he's gone on to glory. Brother Reed was his name. And I suppose by now he's gone on to glory, but I know that he, he uh, was following God's design. And I also know Incidentally, that he helped to encourage Bob Cook many a Monday morning, especially when I was making my discouraged and weary way toward that Greek class. All right. 
He says unto a perfect man, are you helping? This is the question. We sort of walked around the thing today, didn't we? Are you helping anybody grow up into God's design for their lives? The potential. Uh, Look at people in terms of their potential. Learn to look in terms of their potential. We, I have to admit, I look at terms, in terms oftentimes, look at people in terms of their faults, because that's pretty visible, you know. Oh, why doesn't he use good grammar, you know? Uh, why, does it, why doesn't he say things differently? Why does he do this or that or the other? And you're critical of things. I tend, and I guess maybe you might agree that sometimes it's the case with you, beloved, wouldn't you? Tend to look at people in terms of their visible faults. Learn to look at people in terms of their, their, their potential under God. That is where it's at. I was talking with a Sunday school teacher years ago, and uh, I was pointing out some of the people in his class and asking about them. There was one young man that seemed so able and so mature for his age and so controlled. And uh, I said, tell me about him. Well, he had, he had red hair. That was the first thing. And it developed that he was one of the troublemakers from the outset, just a troublemaker, always getting something going, an agitator. Well, I said, how did you handle it? He said, I could see leadership in that boy. And so he said, I gave him some leadership and some responsibility. And oh, how he has developed. Learn to look at people in terms of their God-given potential, the grand design that God has for their lives. Lord, we love thee, and we pray for the good sense and the God-given guidance to see in other people the possibility of growing Christward. I ask in his name, amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.